Welcome to the Good Steward Podcast, the podcast for Christians in Canada who desire to be good stewards of that which God has entrusted to them. Join us as we discuss topics and answer questions through the lens of Scripture, always keeping in mind our treasure is not of things below, but lies in store for us in heaven. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hilt. Here before we start this episode, this is episode three of four. So Craig and I, for the last two episodes, have been discussing biblically responsible investing. We'll conclude that in the next episode. In this episode, at the end, we discuss historical performance of biblically responsible investing. In light of that, I do want to make sure I include the disclosures. I'm going to do that now. So, as you know from previous episodes, I am registered as an Associate Advising Rep or Associate Portfolio Manager with Virtuous Investing of Huxton Black. Virtuous Investing is my trade name used for securities-related business. Huxton Black is registered as a Portfolio Manager and an exempt market dealer in the provinces of Ontario, Alberta, and B.C., The Ontario Securities Commission is the principal regulator of Huxton Black. Performance, as you know, is in the past, past performance is no indicator or guarantee of future results. Simply is a factor that we can look back at and we can see what historical performance has been, but that doesn't give us a guarantee of future results. I think you know that, but in light of us discussing historical performance, I want to mention that here at the beginning. So with that being said, let's get on with this episode. So we've now laid out kind of the some of the biblical grounds, shown that it is a problem. Mm-hmm. And so now the logical thing would be, hey, is there a solution? Right. Now that you know, <laughs> what do you do with this? Yeah. And, and that's really the struggle that I had going back to when I started as a financial advisor when I moved here to Canada. Um, so, okay, this, this is a problem, but what do you do? Right. You know, how do you find this information even in the first place so that you can do something about it? Right. And we'll see if we get there today into some of that. But, um, so the solution I believe is what we have at least called biblically responsible investing And that probably came from, well, they called it socially responsible investing. So So, we'll call it biblically responsible investing. That's more what we're concerned about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So really it boils down to a a three-step process. And the order per se probably doesn't matter. Um, I would say it this way. Avoid the bad. Sounds simplistic. Hey. Um, Invest in the good. Good in a sense that, you know, they're... It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good in the sense that, oh, this is a perfect right. specimen, right? Yeah. Not yeah. not like that. And then advocate as a shareholder. And it'd probably be helpful to touch on all of these. So avoid the bad. Uh, avoid the bad. I guess that kind of speaks for itself. Right. We've been talking about it this whole episode. Yeah. Or, or previous episodes. And so in a, in, a, in a practical sense, it means don't be an owner right. in those companies. Right. Um, and I, this, once again, is not a sales pitch for what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that when it gets into this, I believe that 
people are very capable of investing on their own. Right. You know, if you spend the time and such, you can learn that. But there's also then now a whole different level of amount of time that would have to be spent to right. uncover this. Yeah. And so I do think that it's it's worth considering the assistance of a professional right. simply because, I mean, if, if you have somebody who is focused on this mm-hmm. and that you can trust to do it, it can take a lot of that time off. Right. Um, so avoid the bad. And so how? Well, there, there are, um, with the increase in, I guess, the... Uh, available information mm-hmm. on the internet um, through research done, even focused on SRI, not BRI, right? As well as you know the transparency now of even some you know financial statements and ability to sort through those things mm-hmm. and just what everything on the internet. Um, you can go through and find out a lot of this information. Right. You know where is a company deriving profits from? Where are they donating money to? Donations are easier to find on U.S. companies than Canadian, but you can work through that. And you can find that. Mm -hmm. And there are some third-party, biblically-focused providers of that information, focused more on the U.S. and such than Canada, but who do have some coverage in Canada. Um, Inspireinsight.com would be one of them that people can go to. That one's free. You can enter in things. It's limited coverage in Canada right now on that site, but you know the lo- some of the large companies you'll find mm-hmm. there. Um, then there's a couple that are subscriptions catered towards, of course, financial professionals just due to the, the nature of it. Right. That uh, um, based out of the States, which um, certainly I subscribe to and such. And um I'll put a link in the show notes where listeners can like click on the link and they yep. can enter in a few things and look. Take a look at it. Yep. Um, the issue is that in Canada, you have to basically peel back the onion. Mm. Um, so I guess maybe the simplest way to for this purpose is I'll put a link to a, a post that is going to be on my website um, I think this coming week, Okay, I have it scheduled to, I think, come out this week, which actually, I think it came out last week. Anyway, it's called Peeling Back the Onion, yeah. and it gives some steps where okay. you can somebody can just go through. So anyways, let's avoid the bad. Then invest in companies which are left and have investment merit, right. I guess, is the best way of putting it. Which have investment merit. <laughs> that's, that's good. Invest in the ones which have investment merit. Yeah. Well... You know, I should be careful with my words, but by that, I guess I mean, well, we've, you know, I'll say out of this pool of 500, we've screened out half of them and now which ones are, well, there's probably some which you still don't want to own. Right. um, Just due to the fact that I don't expect a level of growth from them. Right. Um, You know, and so then you can also apply. So there's that. And then there's also some application of saying, okay, well, what about these? Uh, the company, you know, does it do things which, you know, are really beneficial mm-hmm. in society? Right. Do they, you know, are they contributing money for, you know, causes which are in harmony with scripture? Yep. You know, that that maybe that makes them more attractive. So, you know, a combination of things then to say, okay, well, now out of those which are remaining, we're going to invest in what we believe are the best ones. Yeah. 
And then we get to the third point. Advocate as a shareholder. Yeah. Shareholder advocacy. <clears throat> so this, oh, we could talk about this for a while. I feel like I'm talking way too much maybe this episode. I don't have a whole lot <laughs> I, like I I guess I could be asking more questions and and one thing that did come up with uh, with this third point in the process of BRI advocacy as a shareholder immediately I think what we've got we've got to go out on the street corners and 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 declare it to the world and we, we've got to get out there and do so what what, what do you mean by advocacy? Yeah, stand with a sign. Oh, okay. There. Good. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I can do that, though. <laughs> you know, that, that is something. There, there may be something to be said for that. But, but what I really mean here is, okay, as a, as a shareholder, and to demonstrate this, you can go on any publicly traded company's yep. website, and there will be an investor relations section. Hmm. And so as a shareholder, you have certain rights. So if I simply call up a company and I don't own any shares or anything, or I'm not anticipating buying any, right? likely I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere with anything. Right. But if you're a shareholder, you have certain rights. You can introduce things to be voted on. You can vote in proxy votes. And so you can exercise that right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say I'm not under any sort of impression that oh well if we simply go and cast our votes we're going to change the world right that you know as a cup of iniquity overflows we're going to stop that right um but it is a responsibility i think that we have but it carries into something else which i think highlights the need for bri and that is i think maybe illustrated by a story i was sitting down with a gentleman from a just think of them as a fund management company. They facilitate the building and the maintenance of funds in Canada. And we were talking about some things that are in the works and, and he said that it's becoming more and more popular that when there are proxy votes coming up, the mutual fund managers recall the shares and what that means is there's a thing called shareholder share like lending shares mm-hmm. so they could you know lend them out to in essence to other companies for their use don't get into the weeds on that okay. that's not the purpose <laughs> here but they call them back and their purpose for that is so that they can vote in the proxy votes mm. so if you own a mutual fund mm-hmm. and then there's all these shares underlying the fund can cast the <clears> votes <throat> for the shares because technically you own units of that fund right. and then the fund casts the votes on behalf of the unit holders. So who do you want to cast your vote? Mm. You know, do you want to cast your vote? Do you want, you know, it to be cast in a way which is in harmony with your values and such, or is your vote being cast by For somebody you. else? Yeah. And, and that's where it comes. Now there have been cases where this has, where Advocacy has been successful okay. from a biblical standpoint because there's scenarios where companies don't really know what they're donating to. Mm-hmm. And when it's brought to their attention and displeasure is right. expressed, like, you know, you're right. We, it doesn't we reflect really who we shouldn't. are. 
we yeah. really shouldn't like we were misled even on that to what that uh, donation went to. Okay. And yeah, I won't get into specifics, but there have been, I guess what you'd call success stories in that regard. So, so there's a place for it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's something to certainly consider. Well, and we know that there are um, companies out there who do have a certain base of support and certain shareholders who think a certain way. I mean, we don't have them here in Canada. Oh, do we have Chick-fil-A here in Canada? Uh, you know, there's a Chick-fil-A store. Right. Um, Chick-fil-A is not publicly traded. No, okay. But, and then, but there are companies who will take that into account. There are companies who, who will have a, a care for that, that their shareholders express this, even on a moral basis, mm-hmm. and say, yeah, we don't really want to be associated with that. Yeah, and you know, from a legal standpoint, they have a fiduciary obligation to the shareholders. Okay. So that, you know, if the shareholders express it and such, they have to give some heed to it. Yeah. Whether in the end, it ends up being you know voted on and whatever the case may be, right. but, but regardless, there is that actual voice which can be expressed. And can that voice impact other other shareholders like? Would they know about it, hear about it, and then would it be an opportunity for them to say, yeah, I agree. I mm-hmm. don't like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, it could. And in an example in Canadian history specifically that, that listeners may remember, it was probably, one to th- say it was three years ago now, one of the large banks here in Canada, there was a vote where it was regarding compensation of executives and it got quite controversial Mm -hmm. and I can't say off the top of my head how it turned out and such, but it was actually brought up like this vote's coming up. You need to, you know, cast your vote and such. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so certainly. Okay, cool. Um, and now with, you know, if you have products and I say products, but I mean funds, which, are in harmony with BRI principles and such then, and they cast the vote, well, then you get, you can start getting where you pool that all together. Right. You get a little more of a voice. Right. And so then as far as this, as part of the process of BRI advocacy as a shareholder, is that to do what we can to maintain what we have to, or to, to um, encourage companies who are, or who have investment merit, uh, to continue to be that way um, is that is that part of why it's so important to BRI yeah yeah I would say and and the latter because it can be used if you're looking at investing in a company but likely then you're not a shareholder right it's yeah. more an aspect of okay if you are invested in it and something were to come up you can use that to try to keep them from straying per exactly. se okay yeah yep um, so now the question, what about performance? Do, yeah. Does it actually, <laughs> does it actually work? Yeah. So I will link to a couple, I guess I'm going to refer to them as studies. I'm not a scientist. So if these technically don't qualify as studies, then pardon that. But I'm going to, ref- maybe I'll just call them a report. Anyway, so there's a couple I'll point to, um, and I will link to them both. So the first it was done by a fellow at Biola University, 
Um, I might not say his last name right, but Shane Annette or Annetti. Um, he's a CFA charter holder at, um, but, and, uh, I believe he's a professor at Biola university. Hmm. Anyway, so he did a study where he took the inspire small mid cap impact equal weight index, whatever. Don't get lost in the details of that. <laughs> okay. I just did. <laughs> and compared them to basically a equivalent benchmark. Okay. You know, same kind of market cap exposure and those All types right. of things. And what they actually found was that, of course, this is back testing it, that there was, a, there's a thing called risk adjusted returns. I'm kind of getting into the weeds here a little bit. So maybe I'll keep it this way. For the level of risk taken, the performance historically was better okay. following the BRI principles Interesting. than not. Mm-hmm. And, and there's... You know, if you think about it, there are some things that come to mind, which maybe can explain some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, If a company is not paying heed to their business, they're more focusing on social issues or, you know, their business practices are, for lack of a better word, sloppy. Right. It can give them more exposure to having a scandal to right. having a something which has a big environmental impact and which causes shareholders to flee. Right. So they kind of have to uh, deal with the volatility of public opinion. Correct. Okay. And, and so there's that and... Which is changing all the time. And when they're not, when they're focused on those things and stuff, well, then that takes some of the focus away probably right. from business. And, um, and you also see historically there's as companies grow, 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 they get bigger, bigger, bigger. They're in the... They're, you know, they're the largest market cap and they stay there for some time and then they kind of fall away. Right. And so you also then, the companies that are not typically as involved in those things are kind of in that mid to smaller end there mm-hmm. of the that scale. So still large companies, still large cap, but then you get some in the mid cap and they're still in that growth phase. Right. And so because you're filtering out those top, the largest ones that are involved in this, now, well, you have more potential for growth here. Right. But also the volatility metrics have shown some reduced volatility. Mm-hmm. So can I give a exact explanation for all of that? No, I don't think we ever can. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's lots of factors that play in. Yeah, we'd probably over-reduce it one way or another. Yeah, yeah. and so it's best just to leave it as, <coughs> does this mean... According to this study, which I'll link to that, oh, hey, you should do this because you're going to get better returns. Right. No. Right. <laughs> and I'm chuckling because in the back of my mind, you know, in my world, we have to say on everything, returns are not guaranteed past, you know, projections or past returns are not indicative of future results, right. all this. Mm-hmm. So all of that I just said, that applies. Yeah. But I guess the gist is, hey, Returns, it doesn't just mean that because you align values with your portfolio that your returns need to go down the toilet. Right. So that's one. They still do perform well. Yeah. 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 And uh, and if you compare it even to the S&P 500, some of the you know products available that are similar in composition per se, or that's their uh, index that they yep. would compare to. You know, you can you can mimic that pretty well. Okay. Um, the other one was done 
I guess I'll refer to it as the Altum Report. It's uh, it's interesting. It's from a Catholic perspective, hmm. um, and the Catholic Church has like actual investment standards and such for members of the church that they publish for oh, okay. people to try to, you know, to say, hey, you know, adhere to these things as part of the Catholic Church. Um, and anyway, so this is actually done. It's the this was done in Europe, but their reference point was, again, because it's widely recognized, the S&P 500. Okay. And uh, I really think if this is something that interests you, just it's it's an easy enough read. Take the time. Um, so then they used you know a few things that they looked for, especially was promotion of family, uh, promotion of human life, you know the sanctity of life, promotion of human dignity and defense of religious freedom, um, you know curbing access to pornography and stuff. And then uh, the care and protection of creation, that there is a level still of we're not abandoning, right. you know, the environmental aspect we're of things. We're stewards of the environment as well. Yeah, yeah. That, we're, that we're still looking at that. Um, and the results were pretty interesting. Um, they say here, and I'll, I'll just read it and quote it, of the 500 components of the S&P 500, 52.4%, 262 entities comply with the Catholic teaching. The remaining 47.6%, or 238 companies, failed to meet at least one of the criteria of Catholic doctrine. Um, and then they break it down some and they say um, promotion of family, um, where companies failed most, that was 206 companies, 97 in the sanctity of life. Um, that's staggering to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, promotion of human dignity, 59 companies that failed there, and the care and protection of creation, six companies. Which I think shows that that's a focus today. Right. The you know environment, yes. but they, maybe not the other things. Right. Yeah. That is that's a a clear contrast. And their their conclusion was on an analysis of performance that similar to the other study that performance was better. Right. Hmm. That's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so uh, I think this is about twenty five pages. Sounds long, but it's actually. You know, the, the highlights, they do a good job of putting in bold things that to draw your attention to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's good to note. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. If you have a question you would like to have answered on the show, please email it to us at question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. Once again, that's question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. If you find the show edifying and informative, please take a minute to subscribe via your favorite podcast app. As well, please rate the show. This helps the show be found easier. Until next time, we wish you all the best.